Hi, welcome to the Playing With Power podcast, part two of issue one. I'm your host, Mike, and you are? I am Ben. It's good to be back. How you doing this week, Mike? Uh, had a sore throat. Was worried that I wouldn't be able to make the deadline, but I just stared at my throat. The old moneymaker was hurting, huh? Yep. My dulcet tones may not have uh, may not have been able to get to you this week, but I did it. I looked at my throat in the mirror and just willed it away. You powered through it for the fans, of which we had zero. Damn yet. right. I did it for all zero fans. Did it for all you zeros out there. Well, we're back on uh, uh, July of 1988 on issue one, part two, and we left off on page 55 of Nintendo Power. We're going over the very first Howard and Nestor comic. What would you give it uh, star-wise if you had to rate it between one and five stars? This particular comic, out of all the Howard and Nestors you've read over the years, how many stars would you give it and why? I remember the mag I remember the future comics being a little more helpful than this. This one seemed like he gave like somewhat good advice, but it was already in the magazine. And he even mentions it like uh the guy's playing Nestor is playing Zelda. And Howard walks up and says, Ah, you should have found levels eight and nine by now. Oh, I'm just messing around. I know where they are. I can't find them. I bet you've forgotten where they are. You think you're so smart. Are you kidding? Level 8 is hidden in the second screen up, third from the right, under the tree in the path. Now, what does this mean? Yeah, Howard's like, kind of a know-it-all third? asshole, I gotta say. I know, he, he's kind of friggin' <laughs> smug. And yeah. he doesn't even, like, none of this tells you, like, well, if you read, if you paid attention in the game, they told you to go here. Because, again, Zelda, I don't recall it giving much in-game context. Like, you need outside help right. to play this. You need, like, a map that came with the game, uh, which I doubt came with the game, because, you know, Nintendo, why would they be helpful? But, uh, <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I didn't check that tree. Of course you didn't, because nothing in the game said. There wasn't even a signpost or, you know... You talk about saving the land of Hyrule, I don't even know why you would, because it's all full of monsters and shit. There's no people except for old men in caves. <laughs> no You're like, you, Link is the last generation of, of, a, of an extinct people. All that's left is, well, I think is that, two uh, old men. He would let Hyrule rot if it wasn't for Zelda, right? I, I think he already did. Did you see that first tree you go into? It's just a friggin' desiccated ruin, and... Like, there's no people, no village. There's no, like, Kokoriko village. Nobody telling you, oh, well, I hope that no one goes into the graveyard. You know, I noticed a, lo I noticed a loose tombstone on the, uh, on the third one in the second row. You know, nothing in the game tells you what you need to get around because you are in a dead world. I mean, like, even if he did, even if he did reproduce with Zelda... I mean, good. Now your children will have to be inbred to make a to make a third generation. Like, ugh, it's ah, Zelda, anyways, so, the inbred version. <laughs> that explains why that other guy's walking around going, "I am error." Now you know why. <laughs> he's yep. he's Link's bas he he's Link's bastard grandson nephew. <laughs> so 
Anyway, so Howard, so Howard then tells him that level nine is under a rock, and the sixth screen from the left on the top. Use the map on page thirty-five and six of this magazine. I should have looked there. Ness replies. So, if he's using the magazine as a reference point, again, you're saying how the game designers failed to provide any in-game help. And two, even Ness doesn't read Nintendo Power. Right. Well, here's the thing that that is the true rib for me, is that Howard Phillips is, quote, the president of the Nintendo Fun Club. So Howard Phillips is actually a real dude, and uh, he was hired on as a spokesperson for Nintendo in the late 80s. And um, he was actually the editor-in-chief of Nintendo Power for for several years, during its formative years. So this guy is essentially in charge of writing those pages in the magazine. And then after the fact, in the same magazine, he's like, oh, I bet you didn't read the magazine I just, that I wrote. You should go look at it. You know, <laughs> no, just like, go, <laughs> like, seriously, dude? <laughs> just, stroking his, just stroking himself right there. <laughs> right. But still, tell me, tell me about the Nintendo Fun Club. Because apparently this was the predecessor to Nintendo Power, but how did it uh, how did it come to be? Yeah, they had uh, basically they had a um, a fan club, um, and they only had um, a few issues that they were started delivering um, uh, quarterly, starting in the winter of nineteen eighty seven. So they delivered seven issues total of this Nintendo Fun Club news. And I haven't been able to find any copies of it, so I don't really know how long it was. But it was, it was more like tips and tricks and Nintendo video game news and a couple of comics. And it was it was sent um, to, 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 to the fan club, essentially. The fun club was the Nintendo fan club. Um, and um, so once they got through about two years of this, um, they finally decided to make it a real thing. And that morphed into Nintendo Power, where they could start charging subscriptions. So, if you actually look at um, the scans for the front cover of issue one of Nintendo Power, the, it actually there's a variant that says "free sample." So, the free sample was sent to every member of the Nintendo Fun Club, which was uh, their fan club again. So, if you remember, you got the first issue free, get a little taste of the real action, and then you had to subscribe for. I don't know, twenty bucks a year, whatever it was back then, to get into well, the power on a bi-monthly basis. Well, it's worth it because the magazine is freaking great. If it was mediocre, it's, we'd, be, we'd be doing. We'd be it's doing required reading for some of these games. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's freaking mandatory for again Zelda, because unless you've got someone who played the game, good luck going into this game blind and letting the game tell you what to do. Now right. that this. Uh, so this was the Howard fan club. Did he have any affiliation with Nintendo itself or just like, you know, like he was like the most popular yeah. fan? No, he, I don't know if they, if he had any affiliation with them before he got hired, but he got, he got hired on as a spokesperson and, and uh, he was the, one of the first quote unquote game masters, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> but um, he's responsible for the comics. Uh, Howard and Nestor is responsible for the character. Nestor, Nestor was the um, the mascot of Nintendo Power for many years until they swapped him out for Mario in the late nineties. Because hmm. yeah, I remember there was like Howard and Nestor, and then eventually just became Nestor Comics. Right, because Howard like, left the company after like four years. So, 
and and they 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 lost the rights to draw his likeness. I don't know about that. Either that, or they just were just like, "Why are we honoring this dude?" You know. I don't know because he like friggin' created a magazine and like helped out and asked because apparently he's stupid and doesn't read the magazine. <laughs> you know, you got you you, you got to give props to this guy. He he he's he's pulling all the weight around here. I guess, yeah. At least in the well, beginning, that's yeah, it. it was his yeah. baby. Well, that's it for Howard and Ness. Now we've been introduced to the magazine, to this uh, comic. We can just you know read them on a. Uh, person on a uh, comic by comic basis and we can now move Mm -hmm. on to classified information i loved this Mm -hmm. section loved the manila envelope loved that everything was just summed up neatly and they could cram like three or four games into this uh into each page now the -hmm. first game they cover from agent one whoever that is was for Mm -hmm. ice hockey and this sounds like masturbation advice. Pull the goalie and go for it. <laughs> Pulling the goalie and go for it. That's when you want to make a baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you stop pulling the goalie and you just go for the net. Ugh. And uh, yeah. then they cover. So did you have any ice hockey experience, whether real or in the game? Uh, no, I only played uh, Blades of Steel for the NES. Yeah, I wasn't a uh, a sports game player either. Best ice hockey mm-hmm. game ever. And then there's Rad Racer, Get on the Fast Track. But, you know, I got my own... Uh, it says here, the final scene has a surprise of its own. Use the tachometer trick to see it. But I never played the game, so I don't care. Now, basically, basically everything on this first page is needless to me like there's athena which i never heard of have you played athena never heard of athena i had red racer is hard now they're talking about finding a map they're, fi- they're talking about finding a magic mushroom and when i saw the tiny screen grab from this i thought for sure this was like some secret level to super mario world but uh that's all i have to say Next is Contra. Now, this is a prominent game, and they talk about mm-hmm. the uh, the starting your game over, starting your game with over thirty extra men with the extra mm-hmm. life command. Now, that's the famous Konami code. Yes, it is the code. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. B A start. And I saw this uh, this hilarious painting of the last supper and jesus and the apostles each have their fingers going like up up down down left right left right and another guy making a b and an a (laughs) and i just thought you know if jesus used that like that's why jesus was resurrected because he used that code to continue (laughs) okay that covers the blasphemy (laughs) section of classified information nice uh, a, fr- a buddy of mine recently asked me a question. He's he, out of the blue. You know, he sent me a text and he said, "I bet I made a bet with my girlfriend, who is a, little, a few years younger than than we are." And he said, oh, "Do you know the Konami code?" You know, and I of course just texted him right back. I knew by heart. And he's like, "I won! I win!" Of course, every guy our age 
knows the Konami code. They know it. You know? Yeah. It's just embedded in our brains. <laughs> yep, it's just one of those things. Now, Contra, did you play Contra? Yeah, I played Contra. I have Contra. It's awesome. It's have one of the better games it? you can play on the Nintendo. Uh, with the, with the uh with the uh Konami code for sure. <laughs> well, of course, because because if you're going to play, you got to play with power. No, oh, yeah. I never got. I never played this game, but I'm loading it onto my DS cart, and hopefully it'll mm-hmm. work. With hopefully it'll work. And damn right, I'm going to start off with the Konami code, and this is going to be one of those games. I've decided it's time to catch up and get some closure on my past, so I'll be playing these games, and in future magazines, I'll be letting you know my progress. Okay. Well, uh, Contra was a another arcade port, and a very very faithful arcade port, actually, so... It, it it's a little bit different the transferings from from the transference from from putting a game on an arcade to being at home because at home you can't exactly just shove another quarter into the machine to keep going whereas that was the whole point of a lot of these um you know games all this time was to get quarter eaters so i think they kind of the game developers probably built in these kind of things going okay we know it's really hard because the point is to eat quarters so here's a code that allows you to get the equivalent of 30 quarters in the game, you know, or however, whatever it cost. Um, and I, I think that's why they, they put some of these cheats in here, just because it was so difficult to try and get through the game on a single, you know, token, essentially. Do we know if this, uh, I wonder if that code worked on the arcade machine? <coughs> I seriously doubt it. Uh, and I don't think it's been a staple of every port either. In fact, they had a recent port on on Android and iOS devices, and I tried it out, and um, it, it it was not terribly faithful to the original. They had like redone the graphics. I wasn't a big fan of it, and they put in a bunch of like um, uh, what you call it when you have the freemium games where you have to pay for stuff. So when you die, it's like oh, pay us money. I'm like oh, this is back to being an arcade game again. We have to give them more money <laughs> <laughs> to play, keep playing. <laughs> They said the arcade machines were dying. They're on your phone yeah. now. I'm like, oh, I thought I played this game almost 30 years ago. Why Why should I have to pay more, <laughs> you know? Uh, next is Gunsmoke. Now, I didn't play this game either. But one thing I noticed is that the word Gunsmoke in this magazine, oh, it has a uh, a period between gun and smoke. And that's hmm. what it shows on the uh, the title screen, Gun.Smoke. Now, I never played this game, but apparently it's like a Western, and they tell you how to get a machine gun. So the idea of mm-hmm. having a machine gun in the Wild West just sounds like, you know, like if you had a friggin', if you had a chain gun at the Battle of Helm's Deep, you could be like, I'm the single guy that's going to turn the tide and own this place. Now, have you ever played Gunsmoke? No, I had no experience with Gunsmoke. Well, I wonder if it was one of those Zapper games that I never got. <clears throat> it might be, but it looks... Well, if you can... No. You can enter in, like, you press the A button four times and the select button. So it looks like it's not a shooter game in the sense of using the Zapper. Hmm. But 
Because I can't imagine like having a machine gun on the zapper. Because, I mean, does that thing even respond <laughs> if you hold the trigger down? Or does it only respond like with each click? Yeah, you like, can't hold the trigger down because it just, it's, the spring on, like unloads basically. So you, it actually automatically makes you click it again. You can't like hold it down. It's not like a today's triggers on an Xbox controller or something where you hold it down. It's got some variance to it. Nope. So Gunsmoke, you and I will have to play this Gunsmoke to see which one of us can be the best gun okay. in the in the in the podcast. This podcast, this podcast ain't big enough. This podcast ain't big enough for both of us. Now, next All is right. Mike Tyson's Mike Tyson's Punch Out, Another World Circuit, and it's in in the game. It even says Another World Circuit. So. I like the concept of this, but it's just the same game, but all the guys are shuffled around, which, like, your first opponent will be King Hippo, when you, um, <laughs> King Hippo in the uh, first, in the first quest of Punch-Out is, uh, I believe he's the first guy in one of the, uh, the heavyweight bouts. Now... I think this is a missed opportunity because, you know, this is just like Zelda second quest where it's just like, let's just scramble everything instead of giving them a new experience. Now, mm -hmm. I thought it would be friggin' great if you could, if you could have punched out aliens, punched out aliens, like it's another world. Oh, makes sense. Wouldn't it be great to see like one of those gray aliens with the big black eyes and the tiny and the tiny spindly arms, but with big gloves yeah, they have like a punching bag for a head, basically. Yeah, that would be friggin'. I mean, it's it's called Another World. I would have loved to see different aliens. Like you could fight like a Chewbacca ripoff, an Ewok. Like it doesn't have to be Star Wars, but it can be like it can be like just outside of the realm of copyright infringement. You could fight like the Great Gazoo, and if you lose, he calls you a dum dum. <laughs> like there's right. just. This could have, it could have benefited from actually living up to the name Another World. But uh, no, you don't fight aliens. You just fight everyone in a different order because apparently the, the Other World is a world where a clerical error screws up the ranking system. <laughs> and uh, next is... Should we move, should we move our, on past... Um, well, Do you I know the rest of these names? Have you played any Arachnoid or Ring King or? Any well, I got uh, just a few things, to, like just like one or two things to say about the rest. Arkanoid. I didn't know what it was, but I, I saw the picture of it. It's Breakout. Okay, just admit it. Now, next is <laughs> Ring King. Steve Jobs is, called. He wants his. Uh, well, Steve calls Steve Jobs called from the grave. He said he wants his game back. <laughs> He created Breakout. Did he make Breakout? Am I right? I thought I, so. Hmm. I'm going to have to verify that later. Next is Ring King, the poor I'll man's punch-out. That's all I have to say. Next is Ninja Kid. Now, I'm looking at the screenshot for Ninja Kid, and the boy seems to be basically a top, because he has no legs. They just come together in the middle to form a point. So I guess he's like a, uh, one of those things that kids play with, uh, Beyblades. Like you just wind them up and spin them around. That's what this guy is. A and, dreidel? Uh, 
Yeah. Well, not, <laughs> no, Beyblades is like some toy, but essentially he's got the blue and white, like the uh, like the Hebrew colors. So yeah, you've nailed it. You, you summed it up. Mm-hmm. It's the Adventures of Dreidel Boy, and uh, no. <laughs> Uh, you dreidel, know, he dreidel, was... dreidel, I made him out of clay by dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I will with this game, like I... a ninja. I don't know how it goes. But with this game, I won't play. Like, I mean, like, if he's a dreidel, this should, if he's a dreidel, this should have been called Ninju Kid. Then I made it, then I would have played it. Huh. <clears throat> now, yeah. next game is Zanuck. I would have turned more of a profit, too. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, like, come on, the people who would have bought it, you know they're rich. Come on. <laughs> okay, no reason. Xanac a uh, sleep drug? I know, Xanac. My dog hasn't put me on it yet. Uh, from the top, it looks to be like another <laughs> one of those uh, scrolling shooter playing games with bombs, and you collect power-ups, and all of a sudden, it just completely con- changes the configuration of your of your plane on the fly so without having to take it back to base and retrofit it you now shoot lasers instead of bullets because that's how planes work now that we co- now that covers classified information now now is double dragon hell yes i played this game i believed i beat it and i didn't have this magazine to do it but uh the versatility of this game for just two frigging buttons all you have is the ba button on the mm-hmm. on the controller and the directional pad and with this you can punch headbutt elbow punch uppercut pin attack kick over shoulder throw jump kick spin kick low kick and then hair pulling because why not throw some hockey moves in there <laughs> and uh, now before we get further into this game what about you? What are your thoughts on Double Dragon? Oh, I love Double Dragon. It's an arcade port again, and um, it, this is probably one of the more iconic versions of it on the NES. And um, I, having played some of the ports, I would say the music is best on Nintendo. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's just nostalgia for me, but um, it's it's an amazing game. But I, I find it funny they they list out all the ways you can attack someone. In reality, when you're actually playing, you're like mashing the shit out of those buttons and like praying that <laughs> it's you can all, get it's all random. some of the some of the kicks and attacks, you know, and like oh, yeah. you can get that spin kick where you stand in the air and you swing your kicks around. You're like, oh yeah, I did it, you know, or you do the one where you grab someone by the head and you throw them. You're like, oh look what I did, dude. You know, this was always fun to play with another person, and this is one of the few uh, cooperative games uh, that were available early on in Nintendo's life cycle. So this was a big hit for me, as was uh, number two and three of these. And I, I honestly wish they would bring back this um, uh, this franchise more today. Um, I think this has a really rich history. Oh man, with all the but- although with all the buttons on the uh, modern controllers, I think you'd have like 120 distinct attacks. I mean, look what <laughs> right. they were able to do with just two buttons. <laughs> this this shit will go up exponentially. But uh, <laughs> oh man, I a hundred moves, <laughs> and you and you can do it all with one hand. But. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing I learned from I'm from not, reading this article here is that some of the some of the enemies actually have names. 
and um, I don't oh, yeah. know if they listed them in the game, and they might have, but um, they, yeah, they keep mentioning, like, uh, I think the whip oh, girl oh, oh. is Linda. Yeah. The girl with the whip is Linda, and they, they make it th- seem like when they when they wrote the article that there's only one Linda. It's like, yeah, you can clearly see even in the screenshots here, there's more than one Linda. They all can't be named Linda. Well, now that you, thanks for joining our gang. Your new name is Linda. Here's a whip. You're <laughs> a just, chick. If you're, if you're a chick, you're a Linda. Yeah. And when you're a Linda, you're a Linda all the way. That's right. You get a whip, <laughs> and your name is Linda when you join our gang. I love the I love the gender equality that you beat these women just as mercilessly as you do the men. It's like no no chivalry when you're a street fighter. You just someone comes at you with a whip, you friggin' pull their hair, give them a give them a nose job with your kneecap, and send them on their way. Oh, that was the best part. It was like if they're whipping you, you you kick them, you knock them down. And then you can grab their whip and whip them back. And give them, a, give them a taste of their own medicine. That was probably the best part of this game. You're like, oh, oh the, no way. Because in the game, you know, they just hold on to oh, the whip or like they'd be part of their character or whatever. And like, yeah, they, 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 they fall down drop holding it and the whip. Use it. Right. Oh, the retribution. It's like, screw you. I'm going to give you a taste of your own medicine. Whack, whack, whack. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Well, I remember at least in for many of the Double Dragons, because of the only having two buttons, you didn't have a dedicated uh, jump button. You had to do some like you had to mash both A and B at the same time and press often press a direction, and you had to time it perfectly. And some of the later missions in the game, and they they mention it here a little briefly. They'll show a screenshot where you had to make these difficult platforming jumps. Were always the most frustrating part of the game. Because you'd be going through, you'd be doing good, you know, beating up guys and whatnot. And then you get to this little platforming area and try to jump over the smallest jump and just fall down a hole. And then it became over. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so. again, in typical Nintendo Power fashion, the final mission, Mission 4, where's the, where's the, where's the map coverage? Mm-hmm. Nope. They'll tell you it's divided into three sections, and there's only two scenes on the last map. But you will meet all of Double Dragon's bad characters, including the evil Shadow Boss. This is the ultimate test. Except this is a test with no study materials, because they don't tell you what the hell the Shadow Boss is going to do to you, or how the hell you beat him. So, you know Just what? watch. Howard luck. Phillips will pop up in a... Just wait, Howard Phillips will pop up in a later comic and be like, ah, you should have read our coverage in issue 23, or I go over this in detail. And, and you should also... But one other thing I did, I did read in here was... So um, one of the bosses, one of the mini-bosses in this game is called a Bobo, and it's like this huge guy with his gigantic uh, pumpkin head kind of guy. He's just, <laughs> he'll just beat you mercilessly, right? So and the first time you fight him... There's this handy conveyor belt that if you fall on it, you'll fall off the edge and you'll die, right? So, of course, the strategy is to get a bobo on this damn conveyor belt to get him to fall off the edge. And you can win that way, right? And um, <laughs> Nintendo Power says, don't take the easy way out. And um, it says, if you fight them, you can move up a level with the points you earn in battle. And I just remember I read this and I was like, wait a minute, there's levels? Like, you can, it's like an RPG? I can l- level up Billy and, and Jimmy. Or I don't remember that. Billy and Jimmy as the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember Do you remember? Do you remember? I, 
I just remember punching the shit out of people, kicking, pressing random buttons, and just just randomizing my way through this game. Yeah, if there was any leveling up, it was not apparent to the user at all. This is the first I've I've heard of this. But you do fight two uh, two cavemen called Chintais, and apparently they're just like shirtless hippies. Oh, of course. And then I like the, I like the end. Who is Shadow Boss? And where is Marion, your girlfriend? Although if you're if well, you're the uh, was it two brothers, right? If you're their brother, like <clears throat> do they really care that much? Yeah, like you're I guess going, you're going for your brother. Yeah, you're just doing it for your brother, not the girl. Like screw you. But like, who is the Shadow Boss? You know what? You could have told us who the Shadow Boss is because you're the game magazine. So yeah. Now, moving on to the next game, Gauntlet. Warrior needs food. Uh, all I can say is the music in this game was fantastic. And uh, I enjoyed hearing it in MC Chris's The Tussin. Uh, you must have heard that song. Oh, is that where it comes from? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. I never, I never made that connection. Uh, one of my friends had Gauntlet, and uh, I played with him for a while. But it's, it's fairly repetitious, I mean. And it's not terribly fun unless you have multiple people to play with and i i think from what i remember is this is one of the few games that use the multi-tap that allows you to play with up to four people i believe because you have Thor the warrior the valkyrie the wizard and you have the elf and you know i would always be the wizard because who doesn't want to shoot at things rather than just walk up and slam them so i always i always liked being but uh, it's another arcade port and a quarter eater I always liked being the quarter, the uh, the close quarters guy because almost every Nintendo game that had magic, that shit ran out. So I was just instinctively, <laughs> you you can't run out of an axe as long as you don't throw it. So I'll just stick with the weapon that will still be in that that I can still use in two minutes time. Not when I'm pinned up against the wall and I'm like, oh shit, I'm out of mana. Like, nope. So I never tried the uh, the wizard. Or anything like Nintendo just instinctively told me anything that should be limited, stay away from it. Just stick with the one thing you'll still have. But That's was that rule. true? Did you did you uh, run out of magic as the wizard, or was it just infinite lightning bolts? I don't think so. I think you just have infinite lightning bolts. It's just like a constant barrage of of bullets coming out from them. You can do pop, you know, power ups just like in the the fighter plane games. Where you can ha- shoot two things at a time, or three things at a time, or whatever. But uh, if you get loved, hit once, I, like, loved, I think you're dead. I loved how this screen, like, it wasn't just like uh, most Nintendo games where it's a solid square, and you just move to the mm-hmm. edge, and then you find, and then it uh, sweeps to another square. I love that. Like, this must have been a techno a technological ordeal on this game because it seemed like. The graphics, fairly decent, and the music was good, and they have managed to have so many moving enemies on the screen, and because this wasn't hard enough, the entire map always moves with you at the center of it. And, you know, even as a kid, you're not too interested in too much of the technological parts, but even as a kid, you're like, oh my gosh, this map is huge, and everything's moving, and and it tilts and turns when you do, and... Like, everything was just 
Like, this was a visual treat, and the music was addictive. So even though it, mm-hmm. it, could, it could get away with not having much else, because it had challenge, a horde of enemies that makes you feel like a friggin' boss when you, when you take them down and they're, uh, and they're creature generators, and you just go into that, uh, that portal and like... <laughs> now, did you ever play mm-hmm. the, uh, the later versions of gauntlet like in the uh like the uh, 2004 or 2001 arcade game because i remember when i was in college uh, in 2001 there was a lot uh, uh, a high def like a graphical um, contemporary version of gauntlet and pretty much the same but much better graphics and uh you could uh, take it like shoot enemies in their castles and it was a uh, it was a pretty good game. Did you play that or just the uh, the place uh, the uh, Xbox 360 version? Or was it? I think I played 2? a little bit of both. Um, the arcade one was okay, but um, I never didn't, didn't play it that much. But yeah, I played the Xbox 360 one, and that was okay. But it wasn't anything to write home about. You know, it was just sort of yeah, an average it, it was, game. It was you could tell it was just, a game bought the gauntlet franchise and they're like, oh, I'm going to slap a Diablo clone in here and be done with it. You know? So that's pretty much all yeah. I did. It was a cash in. Okay. Now next is, so moving on, we've got, uh, Contra, right? We've got Contra again, <coughs> the, which we've already the talked obvious, about ad nauseum. And they've got some interesting obvious, maps in here. Uh, the first oh, yeah. level and second and level, the, and third, uh, level. third level or zone three, because apparently this was the precursor mm-hmm. to Sonic, where the areas are called zones, <laughs> and Waterfall, where you have to fight mm-hmm. <laughs> basically the devil xenomorph. Because it's the alien from Aliens, yeah. but now he's got devil horns and he's red. So I guess when evil xenomorphs die, they go to hell and they're judged by the xenodevil. And now you have to oh, fight you know him because apparently you're, you're an alien hell. Well, what's interesting actually is that you're looking at the screenshot that's, ne- that's underneath where it says Zone Three Waterfall, but that is actually one of the last bosses in the game. That's not the waterfall boss. Hmm. You can see at the very top of the waterfall map, it's got a boss and it's sort of got a big head that comes out in the center and then shoots down at you. The waterfall Again, is tough more, because yeah, more HR the screen is moving with you as you. Yeah, well. This, so on the waterfall stage, when you're going up, the screen is moving up with you. But the problem is, even though you might have a step that you know is beneath you, once the screen moves up, if you go off screen, you're dead. So if you fall, um, you die, even though you know that there's a platform below. Uh, it could be super <laughs> annoying. Um, and it takes a lot of practice to get the map right, just to understand what's going on in order to get through it. So it's like, it's like inverted cartoon physics. Like in the cartoon world, well, in the cartoon, if you walk off a cliff, as long as you don't look down, as long as you're not, as long as you're not aware that you're off the cliff, Mm -hmm. you will walk, you will be suspended in the air. Whereas in this case, Mm. even though you know there's ground beneath you, if you don't see it, you die. So it's the inversion of the Wile E. Coyote physics. Right. (laughs) And this has been Cartoon Tech Corner with Mike. Okay, right. so next is so next we've is we've read about Jeopardy. Yeah, we've talked about Contra and, enough, uh, so let's move on. 
Yep, next is Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Pretty good, pretty good uh, versions of the game. I recall wanting to play them, uh, getting around to it once or twice. I recall winning a few times. Fun games, but that's all I have to say. What about you? I actually had the Wheel of Fortune uh, game, I will admit, and uh, recently sold it off at a um, uh, garage sale. I, mean, I got a couple bucks hmm. for it. It's it, it was an okay game, but the problem is, is that all the uh, you know quizzes and questions are so dated now because all based around when uh, the game was made. So if you want to go back and play it now, you have to know your pop culture references and uh, you know <laughs> phrases and whatnot that were popular during that time. And uh, that's it for the uh, the primetime game show games. Okay, moving on yeah. to video shorts. The now playing section of Nintendo Power features every single new release video game now available or coming by the next issue for your NES. You've been reading our in-depth review of Double Dragon, Contra, Gauntlet, Wheel of Fortune, and Jeopardy. In-depth? Really? You gave a page to Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Although considering the game material, I guess that's fair. Now it says, now you can look forward to more great games in the video shorts section of the magazine. Now, how do you put video shorts? You've been showing screen captures in the magazine because it's a print magazine. But now it's video shorts, and so now you're going to show screenshots of more game footage? Anyway, these here you can take a peek at a long list of titles chosen for challenge, fun, and excitement by our Nintendo Power Magazine's editor. These games are the hottest out there. You'll see a lot of your favorite arcade video games in the reviews, as well as other hot favorites, including Spy, Fantasy, and Science Fiction. Now, the first game is Legendary Wings. I don't recall playing this game or really knowing anything about it, but it's a Capcom game, so it probably isn't that bad. Although the first screenshot is you being engulfed by this statue face. And it, the next issue seems to show like you walking along this wall of, of ribs. So apparently you're, you're swallowed by this sphinx god. And instead of being a temple, he actually has a physical body that you can somehow survive inside. Uh, have you played Legendary Wings? No, but looking at the screenshots, it reminds me a lot of the Silver Surfer game, which is uh, horrendously difficult, but it switches from going a side-scrolling shooter to a top-down shooter in different games, and that's exactly what this looks like, so I wonder if it was built based on the same engine. It's made by Capcom, so I think it's, I think it's more merciful to the, uh, to the player, since they like to make challenging games, but not broken and impossible games. Like, you know, it's like Mega Man... <laughs> Like Mega Man 2, those games are tough. But with enough practice, right. you can beat them. Next is Iron Tank, I, uh, another typical flying over, collect the power up, and all of a sudden your plane can now shoot lasers and drop bombs and shit. Uh, anything particular about this game from your uh, <laughs> experience? It's the, well. It's yeah. You're not a plane. First off, you're a tank. That's the main difference. Oh. It's the same kind of concept. Uh, it plays a lot like Jackal, from what I remember. Um, except you, you don't really have to go back. You're just going forward. Is my understanding. So it's okay, all right. So it's just it's not bad. It's another yeah. The thing about those games, like they're not particularly bad. They're just all the same because you know 
Why be original? That's Nintendo's job. This is just SNK Mm -hmm. Studios. Next is Gunsmoke. Uh, So speaking of which... Yeah, Gunsmoke. So you were right. It's not. I don't think it is a Zapper game, um, and it looks like it's more like Commando, where you're kind of going same kind of thing. You're going scrolling from top <laughs> down, and you got to shoot all around you, baddies. It says once you have a wanted poster, you can have a big showdown with the local bad guy. So now this doesn't make sense. Why would the bad guys be trying to collect bounties? Wouldn't like bounty hunters or sheriffs be coming after you if you wanted? Like, wouldn't the bad guy be wanting to have you in, in his gang <laughs> since you've made a reputation for yourself? If you're the hero, how do you get on the wanted poster? Unless you're going through a super corrupt town where the bad guys are the sheriffs. Hmm. No thoughts? <laughs> Maybe you have to drive out corruption. <laughs> I know it's like it's like the Western version of Walking Tall, and instead of a two by four, you've got a shotgun or a machine gun or a magnum or a smart bomb. Because right. yeah, this is something you can buy with your points or dollars or doubloons or silver or whatever you get for currency in this game. You can buy a freaking smart bomb. Your pieces of eight. <laughs> <laughs> Next is Rambo. I can't imagine oh my why they make. Why did they make such a violent, post-traumatic, stress-induced, psychotic war vet who really should have gotten counseling and all the help that our vet, veterans don't get? But no, like the kids think, no, he's a shirtless Stallone with a machine gun. Kids love playing violent <laughs> assholes, and. The, this the well, this little bit on, the screen, on Rambo. <laughs> the screenshot here, is, the screenshot for Sylvester Stallone. It looks like he looks like a screenshot from The Simpsons because his skin is like yellow instead of, you know, salmon or like pink colored. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this little bit about Rambo it kind of takes me off a little bit because it says here's a video game based on the all time movie hit quote Rambo unquote. Yeah, there's no movie called Rambo. It's called First Blood. And that's what you want to put and, on, on a kid's video game? Apparently not. So the story in here what? is based off of Rainbow <clears throat> 2, which is the one where he goes back to Vietnam to rescue his, his POWs and all that, right? Was it Ram- so I've actually played this Rambo? game. And this game is absolute it? garbage. It is just was awful. Like you spend the first couple, couple of uh, levels just trying to talk to your sergeant and make it in before you actually get anywhere. And you just basically you have this little knife. You don't even have like a machine gun like the, like the picture thinks you get. Oh my gosh. Now, wasn't Rambo 2 called First Blood? Because I recall the first Rambo. Wasn't the first Rambo called Rambo? Rambo um, 2 was called First Blood. No, I think it was called... It was called First Blood Part 2. Is what Rambo 2, oh. Rambo 2 was. Yeah, so I... Sw- right, because I went with the more make-sensing version instead of like... First Blood 2, Rambo. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, the first movie is called First Blood. The The second one is called, let me find it here. I think it's called First Blood Part 2. Or it's Hmm. called Rambo, and then like the uh, the subtitle is First Blood Part 2. Okay, next is Dragon. So moving on, we have your favorite, Dragon Power. Which is, uh, 
This exciting adventure game is based off the classic Chinese story, Si Hu Chi, Monkey, which is not true because it was based off the, uh, the classic Chinese story, Journey to the West, not Monkey. Although it did feature a monkey king <laughs> warrior thing, but the story was called Journey to the West. And this uh, it says there are lots of kung fu like movements. <laughs> what the hell? Like say kung fu moves, okay? What the hell are movements? That that's right. what you have after that's what you have after eating too much fiber. Now you begin deep in the mountains. I guess they didn't uh, want to nail it down and call it kung fu. Yeah, because they already had a kung fu game. But why not call it Dragon Ball? Because it has Goku, the little orange, che- the little orange gi-wearing kid with the monkey tail from the amazing cartoon series Dragon Ball, which I enjoyed. And it's even got a picture of Shenron on the cover saying, I'll make all your dreams come true, Goku. Now, why call it Dragon Power when it's based <laughs> off Dragon Ball? Call it Dragon Ball so that we can tie it in with the amazing cartoon that we're watching as kids. You know, it's called marketing. Franchise tie-in. Mm. Now, did you ever watch Dragon Ball? Yeah, it just it just seems like one of those moves where locally, you know, there may not have been an impact, impact of Dragon Ball, so they didn't know what to call it, you know, stateside. So, they're, I remember, well, it's called Dragon Ball. Kids not going to know what that is? I don't know. I like Dragon Power better. That sounds better. Let's rename it. Let's just rewrite the, show, the story, too, while we're at it. But the show is out, right? The show was out the cartoon. I remember watching a cartoon called Dragon Ball with Goku and Bulma and Krillin. And it was a fun game. A fun, like if I knew that there was a game based off the cartoon, that would have gotten me to rent this thing. You see Dragon Power, it's like, what the hell is that? Yeah, I don't know they if they, they aired they Dragon Ball Bulma's in the States name. in the 80s or not. Yeah, they. Well, I remember watching it in Canada at least, but uh, I don't recall exactly mm-hmm. how old I was. If this game came out before the cartoon... Like, that's just a misstep on their part. Like, just wait for the cartoon to come out. Wait for all the kids to love it and then put out the game. Now, they have Bulma's name in this game is changed to Nora. And, again, I don't know why. Like, it's just like, let's make this game not like Dragon Ball enough so that people won't play it. So, I have no idea if this game's good or not. But uh, I probably... It's one of the games that I'll go, I'm going to check out just to see if it, like... Makes a decent Dragon Ball game. Now, next is Metal Gear. Not Metal Gear Solid, just the original Metal Gear. Now, did you play this game? Because once once again, I did not. Yeah, I have this game. And uh, my mom got it for me based on the recommendation of the video game store employee or the guy that worked at the Toys R Us or whatever, saying, oh, it was a great game. This game pissed me off so many times and everyone goes back and, and says oh I'm so nostalgic the visual Metal Gear game was amazing it was groundbreaking and even in the screenshots here you see like a hostage and you see you know Snake going up against a, a tank and all you're this green. You know, kind of crazy action <laughs> you're stuff gr- you're, you're yeah. green when you're rescuing people but, but when you turn into a tank you turn into Purple Hulk and now you're fighting a tank yeah I guess I mean, uh, but the reality for me was like I could barely even get past the first few screens because if you alert the guards at all and there's like different parts where like they're smoking and not, so you got to like walk past them carefully and, uh, the you know, it, you just run into trouble very quickly and you don't have a gun when you start 
you don't have a knife, so you have to punch them, and there's dogs. So it's anyways, it's very easy to get killed within the first few screens, and that's what always happened to me. So I barely got anywhere <laughs> in this game. And so, so, I suspect so you even have back- to like play it a million times over just to memorize exactly what character's going to do, run past, you know, without alerting alarms. And I'm just not very good at stealth games in general. I mean, are are you any good at stealth games, or are you more of like a run in uh, and just, just spray everything with a fire? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm the guy that will kick in the door and go, I am I am death destroyer of worlds. Look upon my biceps and guns in despair, and I will just lay waste everything around because you know I like the fantasy of being an unkillable badass. But uh, the uh, I remember playing Metal Gear Solid for the uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid Two Sons of Liberty for the PlayStation. Never got around to mm. playing the PlayStation 1 version. I played the PlayStation 2 sequel. And uh, I enjoyed it, sneaking around in the box, not alerting guards, uh, trying to stay out of their line of sight. I like the idea, and I can play some stealth games, but, uh, you know, I always I always feel it when it's like, you've been detected by guards. Okay, well, plan B, time to kill everybody. Oh, wait, I only have a pistol and maybe a knife. Oh, shit. Right. So uh, this is a game I'll probably yeah. Have to so play. that's that's pretty much the whole game. <laughs> uh, Bionic Commando is but next. Is. I, I tried playing this game and mm-hmm. the controls seemed a little awkward and weird, and I just couldn't really get. I could. I didn't get the hang of it enough. How about you? Well, I actually think they go over Bionic Commando in the next issue of Nintendo Power, so we may want to hold off about talking about it uh, too much. All right. Okay, next is City Connection. Let's move on to uh, City Connection. Yep, driving in big cities and you heave oil cans at the authorities. So basically, you I guess you're an, you're an asshole in this game because the authorities are trying to like stop you from driving recklessly and you have to run them off the road like their tunes is the driving cat and just make them go off cliffs and, and flaming fireballs and shit. And one of the screenshots says, watch out for that cat. Now, the cat's as big as your car. So, are you sure it's not a tiger? (laughs) Uh, It's a freaking huge cat. (laughs) (laughs) Next is Star Force. This is a space-age galactic battle more exciting than Star Wars. Really? Your boss is called Gordess. Mm which sounds like the wife of the leader of the Power Rangers. Now, it says here in the last <laughs> sentence, your name is Final Star, and only you can restore the peace that was lost 2000 years ago. First off, you got shitty parents if they're going to call you if they're going to call you Final. And what makes you restore the peace that was lost wow. 2000 years ago? I mean, in all those two thousand years, no so one else can name, figure you, get weapons and parent, shoot things. If you use a parent, name your kid Final. That means that you are like driving the way to uh, the urologist to get your tubes tied at that very moment. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, thinking more. No, you're, ju- you're I'm making you're just sure depressed. that we're having no more children at this. You're the last one. The last this of the is line, final. Son. This is final. <laughs> next is freedom force uh now you have to shoot terrorists on an airplane 
Didn't that happen in real life? Terrorists were shot. Uh, terrorists tried to take an airplane and they were uh, gunned down. I think it was the uh, Mossad that took them down. And uh, hmm. but I love in this game, like the one thing I have to say about this game is remember when terrorists were white? Ah, the eighties. Those were the days. <laughs> And uh, well, this might I have been the, uh, you know, the Iran, uh, you know, when they took all those people hostage on the plane, right? In the late 70s. Yeah, I think this is based on. Yeah, I like how they call them the them unknown out. gorillas, though. And my favorite part. You don't want to get political. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite part of this is the name of the. Uh, <laughs> my favorite part of this is the names of the, of the good guys. Rad Rex <laughs> or Manic Jackson. Oh yes. my gosh, Manic Jackson. If it was Maniac Jackson, you'd think, okay, he's a he's a bit of a, an unhinged guy, but Manic Jackson. Now you just think of this guy who's energetic beyond his will, and, you know, he's sad and he just needs medication to level out his mind. He he needs some Abilify. <laughs> he's both a brother with uh, Action Jackson. <laughs> both, both, yeah, both are very tough cookies who have the firepower and the moves to make these mm-hmm. gorilla nutcases move out. <laughs> Are you evicting them? <laughs> it's like, dude, you're not paying your rent. <laughs> no, yes. either pack up your shit and go, or I have to call Manic Jackson. <laughs> right. Oh, man. You don't want to hit these innocent victims with your zapper. All right, enough for your force. gorillas. Next <laughs> is Pack Watch. I uh, didn't have much to say about this. How about you? No, it's just a clear advertisement of, hey, we're Nintendo. Here's all the games we have for our platform. Go take a look at them and just lists out a ton of games. Uh, Let's move on uh, to the Players Poll Contest, which is a staple of every single Nintendo Power issue, where if you send in the the survey, essentially, nowadays it's like, oh, get a $25 iTunes gift card. But back then it was like, mail us in and you have the chance of winning... Um, one of these great prizes, one of 50 exclusive Nintendo Power jerseys, one of 10 copies of Super Mario Brothers 2, and then the grand prize, there's one grand prize, is 10 games of your choice, any 10 games in our library. Oh, and then it's got uh, cheesy pictures of Howard Phillips without his uh, you know, bow tie on here in the, uh, in the sweatshirt or jersey, whatever it is. That's the guy, that's the guy holding the TV? Yeah, the I think guy so. The, uh, that's him. That's how. Wow. I I lo- like you gotta give Nintendo Power. Pretty credit. sure that's Howard they Phillips. Got, they got the kick-ass prizes. I mean, grand prize, ten friggin' games. <laughs> you know, just getting one game, it's like it's got to be your birthday or Christmas to get a friggin' video game. Mm-hmm. But here you can get like ten of them. Like I'm I'm covered until I hit puberty. Now the players <laughs> polls. It invites the listeners to reply with these questions. Now, interestingly enough, it still has wrong color Mario with the blue hat. And it says, yep. how did you like the premiere issue on Nintendo Power? Do you plan on subscribing? How many game packs do you own? How long have you owned your NES? Which review did you like the most? What two games would you like to see reviewed in a future episode of Nintendo Power? What three games are you planning to purchase next? And please indicate in order of preference your five games. Now, the benefactor of this magazine... Filled in the card. And I personally wish to thank Jeremy Salzman of New Prague, Minnesota, 
who was 13 at the time, for keeping this magazine and not sending in the card. I don't know why he filled it out if he didn't want to rip it out and send it in. I guess he had a photocopier on hand or something. And uh, the games he wants covered are Castlevania and Kid Icarus. Good choices. And he plans to purchase Kid Icarus, Legend of Zelda 2, and Metroid. You know, this kid's on the ball. And his five favorite games are, in order, Zelda 2, Zelda 1, Kid Icarus, Karnov, which I have n- I've never heard of. Have you? Oh, yeah. I know, I know Karnov. I guess it's the, uh, <laughs> I guess it's the next Rygar. And Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And uh, hmm. next, uh, any thoughts on this before we move on to the next journal? No, let's move on. All right. Ness Journal. Wire into the Ness Pipeline on what's happening around the world. Now, this talks about world news, and what they're covering is the release of Dragon Quest Three in Japan. As a representative of Enix, expecting sales of $5 million. Now, what they don't mention here, but I did find out later, is the Japanese government, or I think it's called the Diet, because I don't want to call them the Diet because that sounds silly. They had to pass a law that specifically Dragon Quest games have to be released at the end of the week instead of the middle of the week with the rest of the video games because this game alone caused people to call in sick because they just couldn't get they couldn't play this game fast enough. This game was tops. And in here it shows a photo of Japanese people lining up to get this game and to think it says, ninjas and kung fu masters are no longer heroes to Japan- Japanese players, since now they're being replaced by warriors and sorcerers who bravely confront dragons with their sword and shield. Now, I played Dragon Quest 1. Don't remember too much of Dragon Quest 2, but it's on my list. And I remember in the original Dragon they, Warrior, uh... it was weird to call it Dragon Warrior, because yeah, wh- I recall only one dragon you fight, the green dragon, and you have to beat him to save... To, to save the princess in the dark cave. Now, the funny thing about that is that you don't even have to save the princess. You can just plow through the cave, ignore the green dragon, and just defeat the dragon lord, and head back to the king and go, save the kingdom. And he's basically like, what about my kid? Shit, I knew I forgot something. And then you go out to do that. But that's like end credit stuff, like... They only they only imply that you went out to uh, rescue the princess after, <laughs> but I love that you can, they give you that option so, of just forget her, let the princess rot. <laughs> the best time, best option, I guess, in the game. <laughs> so how did the how did the numbering line up to to localized versions? So we had Dragon Warrior as a Dragon Quest. Now yeah. did it line up perfectly? So with Dragon Quest One is Dragon Warrior One and all that, or do they did yeah. they screw it up like the Final Fantasy series? We did get uh, Dragon Quest 2, and uh, they mentioned Dragon Quest 3 coming out in Japan. I think it got a translation. Maybe not. I don't recall hearing anything about Dragon Quest 4, or Dragon Quest 5. Really, I didn't hear much about Dragon Warrior until, uh, I think it was 7, or was it 6? That came out for the PlayStation, and then Dragon Quest Eight came out for the PlayStation mm. Two, and then Nine came out for the mm. DS, and I think Ten is a multiplayer game, 
and I have nothing to uh, comment about that. Now, uh, next is Konami Awards Top Gun title. For the uh, four finalists launched their mighty F-14 fighters to battle for the coveted Top Gun title in the finale to Konami's Top Gun video game shootout contest. Now, without Nintendo Power magazine at the time, I have to wonder, how did the news of this magazine get out? Like, how did the news of this contest get out? I have no idea, but when the dust cleared, judges tallied up the score and awarded Devin Devil White of Minneapolis, Minnesota. What the frick is up with gamers in Minnesota? The Top Gun title and first place prize of $5,000. This is incredible. You get $5,000 for beating a video game. I mean, this was in the 80s. $5,000. You could, like, save up for a freaking car. And to sh- and to continue showing how freaking awesome it is, he gets to have his picture taken next to an actual freaking fighter plane. Like, I don't know who this Devin White of Minneapolis is, but if our listeners can find out who this guy is, I would love to contact him just to find out, like, did you get to sit in the plane? What'd you do with the money? Like, I'd like to find out what I'd like to hear from this guy, like catch up with him and, you know, see like, has your life continued to be awesome? Or was this like the peak? Like, I hope he's not like some junkie in like mm-hmm. Jersey right now. Like, like, oh, sorry, man, I spent that $5,000 and uh, I got my first taste of cocaine and it all pretty much went downhill from there. That, that, that <laughs> goddamn game ruined my life. Like, I, I hope that this led to more awesome things. If we ever get to speak with this guy, and uh, well, I think uh, the the uh, early video game contests before we had the internet and all that, and before it was even in this magazine, how they would do it is if you were playing an arcade regularly, um, they would have contests and stuff like that in the actual arcade, um, and then once in a while, you know, you might have um, some kind of event organizer contact multiple arcades and have a regional competition and you know very rarely you'd have a national competition uh things of that nature and i think that's how they those came about back in those days okay before we move on we talked before about how zelda nintendo was not Mm -hmm. very helpful with the first quest of zelda well right above it has zelda tips and tactics Here's just what you need to conquer the evil and mysterious Ganon. You'll discover shortcuts, find out how to get information. Whew. I don't think there's much information in this game, but if it's buried enough, thanks for finally telling me how to get it. And discover clever ways to conquer enemies and save the princess. You can order this booklet for $4.95 by giving your Visa MasterCard number to our customer service departments. Now, you gotta realize your your clients are kids, pretty much. Like, I don't recall too many grown-ups are too many uh, teenagers in the 80s playing this because I was just like an 8 year old kid but then again I didn't hang out with too many kids too many older kids or kids in general so still like that they're telling you to use your visa instead of like ask your parents it's like they must have like, well this was just a surprise to me I thought this was just for kids but then they have like a kid getting five thousand dollars. Well, they probably you know want to get their parents go go ask your mom or dad's permission in order to call this number and use our credit card. I mean, they have the same thing at the beginning of the magazine. The 
you know, the player tip line, all that kind of stuff. I mean, kid doesn't have access to be able to get the credit card unless they jack it from mom or dad. Yeah, I'm, uh, let me, I just need to go uh, pay for some bills, dad, for you. Oh, thanks, son. Meanwhile, they're dialing up Nintendo. Yeah, give me the Zelda tips and tactics booklet, please. <laughs> okay, now, for some reason, Nintendo Power has decided in this next section to cover movies. Not even video game movies. <laughs> just movies like Pee-wee's Big Top, Eight Men Out, and Vibes. And they even mention, uh, like, Eight Men Out features Charlie Sheen, Platoon. Now... Again, this was like a magazine. You know kids are reading this. Why are you mentioning Platoon? Well, there was a video game called Platoon, but did you ever see the movie Platoon? Should that really be a video game for kids? I don't know. But, because uh, I didn't play Platoon. But here is a real gem for me. A nice note for us to, uh, a nice strong note for us to, to come to the close on. Is Celebrity Profile. Kirk and Candace Cameron. These two celebrity siblings mm-hmm. pop up on your TV screen more often than Mario and Luigi. Kirk and Candace appear weekly on two of the most popular shows on primetime, Growing Pains and Full House. Now, Candace Cameron, then 12-year-old, at like being 12-year-old at the time, lovable DJ Tanner from Full House, mm-hmm. said that she has rescued the Mushroom Princess, who we established is not Peach, since this one is brunette, but hasn't been able to free Princess Zelda. Now, I think this is her just keeping the blonde count down to one. Her. Okay, I see her game. They can hang out with brunettes, but as long as she's the blonde on scene, the only blonde, she's fine. Now, Kirk, on the other hand, is having problems with the Amoeboids in Gradius, and he thinks he will have to place a call to game counselors soon. Well, being a freaking TV star, I think he can afford the hotline. But, uh... I think this was before he had to get all of his answers through prayer. (laughs) (coughs) Yeah, you could say that uh, Gradius left him behind, as it were. (laughs) And the it says the NES is very popular on the set of Full House, but she doesn't get too much time on it because she's busy working. Now the Cameron siblings. Enjoy Super Mario Brothers, Legend of Zelda, Gradius, Pinball, and Rygar. Damn it, what's up with Rygar? I mean, like, how could this hey, game have slipped me by completely? I, I, uh, I really need to try this game. I'm seeing too I much know, of it man. in this issue. And finally, you need to get on with that disc this... armor. <laughs> so, uh, say no to drugs and say yes to Nintendo. And uh, the mailbox, rounding out letters to, uh, I guess the letters were to the Nintendo fan club, and then they just got transferred to Nintendo Power. And uh, P. Durr asks if Howard Phillips has close to 300 games for the NES. Could you send us some of the, can you send us some of the names of the games he has? Are they ever going to be made public? And could you tell me the exact name of the theme song to Spy Hunter? Now, they pretty much tell, they tell, they tell this guy to slow his roll by saying, be patient, there's mm-hmm. already over 100 games for the NES. And the best of what Howard reviews will make it to the stores. By the way, the music from Spy Hunter is the theme from Peter Gunn. 
That's as made famous by the Blues Brothers. Now, did you see any notes, uh, any mails of any mailbox letters of note? Yeah, I like this one in particular. It's a little odd, and uh, I'm going to flip forward to the other section that involves letters um, because it's related. I don't know why they have two sections in the first issue. I think they combine them later. But anyways, this one says, My friends and I have a club called the Videoizers. Here are a few (laughs) suggestions for some other clubs. Try saving up weekly for a new tape every month. So far, our club has 13 tapes. In our club, we save a few dollars a week for extra money to call the Nintendo Hotline. A friendly game counselor kindly helps us out when we have trouble on something. Uh, so I just want to be like, what the hell are they, t- they telling Nintendo about their tape club? Is this like VHS videotape? Or, is it, or are is they it, like taping the Nintendo Hotline phone calls illegally? And doing a wiretap, <laughs> like what's going on? That would here? That, that that would be the audioizers. This is a different group. This is the videoizers. So, I guess they would uh, record. Ah. Either they're buying either they're buying blank tapes to record their gameplay footage, or it has nothing to do with video games at all. And they just wanted to tell everybody, hey, can you mention that we have this club? Because we just hang out and buy home movies right. or uh, like home videos. I have no idea. We're in, uh, yeah, the Videoizers from Maiden, Massachusetts. Go ahead and look them up if they're still around. So the other the <laughs> other uh, letter I wanted to read uh, is another club-related letter, and uh, I wasn't aware that there were so many clubs back in those days that did this kind of thing. So this one says, Our club is called the NES Masters. We know right off who our power player is. His name is Ace Ebb. He writes to Nintendo all the time, telling them his accomplishments on games. His hobbies are playing Nintendo games, period. He has no pets. Instead, he plays Nintendo all day. He beat Metroid (laughs) in three days, Tyson in five, saved Zelda in five, and finished Super Mario Brothers in five from Chicago, Illinois. And it's got a picture of this kid, Ace Ebb, next to uh, a lamp with two And looking looking smug as ever. And looking like a smuggler. Yeah, he's American. folding his arms. He's got his he's got his hands under his armpits. He's got his head cocked sideways. I mean, he just looks like the kind of one kid you want to slap. I'm gonna be honest with you. He's let game. he's letting you know that he, he ain't messing around. He, like this is a power player right here. Well, he's also letting you know that his his parents don't give a shit about him, and they're letting him play <laughs> Nintendo all freaking day. Instead of <laughs> instead of bonding with instead of bonding with him or like trying to get him to like play with other kids, it's like. What about a pet? What about interacting with other yeah. living things? Nope, Nintendo. And uh, Nope, Nintendo. That, yeah, I don't know you should be yeah. <laughs> bragging about that. <laughs> and that's the... Uh, that was from the Video Spotlight, which I guess is different from the uh, mm-hmm. mailbox. These players write in to tell us about their video prowess. How is that different than the, uh, than the mailbag? It's a, I think this is a, the, the video spotlight is when they brag about how they did. They're like, "Hey, here's how good I am at this at this game," whereas the other one specifically just questions or comments. Hmm. Okay, so next is the top thirty. I remember reading, skipping to this section a lot whenever I got bored with the contents of the magazine, just to 
see what games are coming out or what games are uh, popular enough to warrant my notice. Now, topping number one, The Legend of Zelda prides itself at topping all other games. Were you able to go all the way? Its sequel, Adventure of Link, is coming soon. Next is Punch-Out. Third place is Metroid. Now, it says here it has stubbornly held on to its popularity. This is the first issue, okay? How can it stubbornly hold on to anything where it's making <laughs> its debut? Number four is Mario they, Brothers. They must be five, uh, referring the fun club. Yeah. yeah. Number five is Kid Icarus. And uh, that seems to be it for the games. Well, you, you, you're you not taking notice. It says top 30. And guess what number 30 is? That's right. Oh. It's Rygar. <laughs> now, I take issue with this. Damn you, Rygar. <laughs> I take issue with this because it has it has a number of points next to the name and it's actually tied with Ring King but Ring King somehow got number 29 spot so that's bullshit just telling I think you right it's now, just alpha should be way higher up on that list this is some alphabetical preference <laughs> like this is like intolerance against the letter y well they could have they should have they should have tied it at 29 then just saying now, they mentioned the original Mario Brothers as 25. That's cool. In Ghosts and Goblins, friggin' unrepentant, difficult, mm-hmm. bastard game, Ghosts and Goblins, is 23. And somehow Akari Warriors is 19. Hmm. Uh, like, I hope the nerd. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't like that this. game. It was okay. I hope the nerd doesn't listen to this podcast because I, I think he'd have to, something to say about the Akari Warriors. <laughs> Like how, uh, how well, can that game be better? He's got to stick. He's got to maintain Rygar. that he doesn't like those games. You know, how can that game be better than Rygar or Gradius? Mm-hmm. Ah. So this seems to uh, bring our our issue and our episode to a close. Coming out next month for September and October of 1988 will be Simon's Quest, Bio Billy, and you were right, Bionic Commando. Get all the action, get all the inside action, and mm-hmm. a super poster in this hot release. I can't wait to see what amazing centerfolds we're going to get this time. And it says, Howard Phillips, we'll see us in September. I can't wait for a hot release. <laughs> Look, wait until, hold it in until the end of the show. Now, it says, see you oh, in okay. September, Howard, <laughs> Howard Phillips. P.S. I'm working real hard on Zelda 2. Look for it. It's going to be great. So, our first... <laughs> issue is done and in the can. Hopefully the next issue, the next uh, future episodes will be shorter now that we're no longer introducing the categories unless a new one show up. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, how can I get a hold of us um, before next time? Uh, well, we're available on Facebook at Playing With Power Podcast. We have a Twitter, Get The Power 88. Okay, and we're also available, of course, on iTunes now. So, yes. So please rate, rate, and rate and review us. Send us in any comments, questions, suggestions you have. Yeah, if you have any uh, issues or anything that you want to leave comments on, uh, leave them at our uh, Gmail, which you can find on our Facebook page, or a post on the Facebook page, or the Twitter. And uh, when the issue comes up, we'll uh, be sure to uh, share them. 
So I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And now you're playing with power. Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power.